1: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6:30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x. ca on Oilers Radio. 6:30, Chad.
0: 104 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Rogers Place in Ice District, the Edmonton Oilers in the 37-11. And 12 Boston Bruins. Mike Smith against Tukaras. The Oilers got to Yaroslav Halak. One in Boston, 4 1 back in the first week of January. But Edmonton's entire first line from that game Connor McDavid James Neal, Zach Cassian out. Edmonton's number one defenseman. Oscar Clefbaum not playing. No Chris Russell. No Kim Nygaard. Six regulars that were in. That matchup will not play tonight for Edmonton against Boston. Second Hour Voters Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one in, uh, owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Do you want to mention? Guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South Downtown, Northside, Sherrod Park, and now open in West Demons Mall. We'll get to some texts coming up at about 1.23 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can text the show 780 496 Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Though... Right now we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show David Staples from the call
1: Hockey. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing, man? Not
0: bad. Uh, heady times for the Edmonton Oilers right now, right? I mean, 32-21-6, and so uh, 11 more wins than losses. Real wins, you know, in terms of uh, the new Batman math. Um uh, the team coming off a pair of back-to-back victories, two tough places, Florida and Carolina. The Orders in Florida had the same record. Carolina, better team than Edmonton. On, and the Oilers' uh, injury riddled, and they found a way to get the two wins. How jacked up were your followers and the people that uh, listen to your podcast on Cult of Hockey and uh, follow, obviously, the uh, website as well, the blog?
1: I, You probably said the same thing, Bob. A lot of people have become believers in this team and um, see them as for real. I mean, I think you've been saying it for some time, that that's the case, and I think I've been saying it for some time. But this was real proof in the pudding for a lot of people, and and I I think we're going to start to get some respect from some of these out-of-town critics of the Oilers as well. I mean, there's been this long, long, long long-running narrative that the Edmonton Oilers were, first of all, a one-man team with Connor McDavid. And when he wasn't on the ice, they were terrible. And then, you know, they give him credit for being a two-man team. But with McDavid out um, and this team winning three or four games, um, they're kind of putting a lie to that. And winning them in very impressive fashion. I think the team really did a great job, especially after the Tampa game in the neutral zone, uh, checking the opposition. I don't know if you want to call it a trap. But they really got on them in the neutral zone. And um, just, you know, a very solid defensive effort in both those games. I mean, on that three-game road trip, I don't know about you, but I was hoping, I was kind of, you know, like, if they can get three points. I'm with you. Out of that road trip, that'll be a uh, a minor miracle. But to get uh, the two wins, that was, was, you know, people were absolutely ecstatic. My colleague, Bruce McCurdy, when things are going bad, um, he breaks clipboards, but I think the clipboards in Edmonton are safe right now.
0: Leon Dreysettle, three goals, ten points last four games with Connor McDavid out. He's now uh you know, I mean he has to merit serious consideration to be the MVP
1: Elite. Do you not agree? He's got to be the front runner. What do you think? I say the front runner, Bob. Like so not not in twenty years have we seen a score more prolific, a point score more prolific in the NHL than Leon Dreysettle.
0: To this point so, in the uh, season. To this point uh, in the season.
1: Yeah, to this point in the season. So, I mean, who knows if Drysaddle can keep it up. But I'm comparing him to, like, the full season results from other years. So Drysaddle's at 1.61 points per game. And we haven't seen anyone that good. So Sidney Crosby met uh, met that same level, 1.61 points per game in 2010-11. And you have to go all the way back 20 years ago. Meryl Lemieux, 1.77 points per game. That was the only one who who was better than that in the last 20 years. So that alone, I mean, if this was any other city, I I don't know. Maybe I've got a little bit of um, attitude about some of the Eastern media from the 1980s underrating Edmonton Oilers when it comes to major awards. But it happened back then with Paul Coffey. And a, and a few other players, I think. And I think it's happening with drysettle You know, we, we looked at the Vegas odds uh, most recently, and he wasn't even on the list of 10 players who were listed up um, as, a, as a runner in the competition for the MVP award. But, I mean, one point, you know, that, that level of scoring alone, no, you don't need any other argument in, in a way, because point scoring is so hard and so important in the NHL. But you can make other arguments. I mean, he's playing—he's played more minutes, more time on ice than any other forward in the NHL per game he, on the Oilers. He plays against tough competition more than any other player, according to the uh, money compiled by um, Darcy McLeod and his partner there on the uh, Puck IQ website. He, so he—he's doing this all against the toughest competition, more tough competition than anyone else. And he leads—he's taken this line with uh, Ninja Hopkins and. Um, and Yamamoto. And they are, they are the. I, I did some work on, I dug into it, which line was performing the best on um, natural statric. And they're the second best performing line in the NHL this year after Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos in Tampa Bay. So their goals for percentage is 72%. The uh, Dry Settle line, with, yep. uh, the Tampa line, 73%. The, the, the Pasternak line, Berger, Bergeron and Marchand, 65%. So there's all kinds of indicators that Leon Draisaitl is just crushing it and should be the MVP frontrunner at this point.
0: There's one thing holding him back and that's the month of December. Uh, five on five yep. goals. He was only on the ice for four five on five goals. He was on the ice for 26 goals against. And that is the narrative that you hear from the guy. How is he, you can't give a guy an MVP if he's a minus 10 as a player. How do you respond uh, to that?
1: Well okay, he's got a lot of minuses from being on the power play in the NHL system when you're on the ice for a power play goal against you get a minus minus. and I think there's about nine of those if yeah. I'm not mistaken that he's been on the ice for so Bob we actually track at the cult of hockey like who's responsible on the goals against and he's I think only on one of those goals you know most of those he's he's down low and it's a defensive breakdown at the point that causes the goal against that yeah. he's not involved in so He's getting blamed for those goals. He's also been on the on the ice for a number of um, empty net goals, yep. and you get blamed for those as well. You know, it's interesting. The 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 website Evolving Wild, which is an advanced stats website, um, they put out a provocative tweet where they I think yesterday where they had Drysdale rated between the thirty and fiftieth best players in the NHL. And I just think if you're if you're going to go by on ice stats where you're being penalized in various ways for the actions of other people, you're going to get a misleading view of hockey. If that's, if that's your number one way to rank players and NHL plus minus is a terrible way to, to rank players. That being said, Settle did have a rough month def- defensively. He and McDavid both did. So did the whole um, team. They were going for goals too much.
0: So did the whole, David, they played 14 games in 23 days and Mike Smith had about eight appearances where his combined save percentage. He went through a tough stretch, which happens to the best goaltenders in the league. Carey Price will have a bad five or six days game stretch. Henrik Lundqvist, you know, 14 years as the Rangers' number one goaltender. He's had bad weeks. It occurs
1: in hockey. And it... Yeah, the goaltending was bad. But so, if we're completely honest, Bob, we'd have—I would I would say the dry side of McDavid also had a really wretched month on defense. Yep. You need to fix things. But they fixed it. I mean, they put them on their both lines. I think said this before i think the problem when they play together is they're confused about who's supposed to cover the defensive slot and if you're confused for a second in the nhl you're dead and that was getting the best of them at that time so Tippett broke them up and since then they've both been a lot better on defense playing center full-time center which is the hardest defensive position for a forward and they're both doing a really good job mcdavid was before he got hurt and dry has just been killing it so i think defensively we know he's a really super player um but he did have that that Month for various reasons, it wasn't very good. David, what are they? But doing? who hasn't? What do
0: they call on this line here with uh, Drysaitel, <laughs> Yamamoto, and Nugent Hopkins? Uh,
1: well, I won't get into my Courtney nickname for them, but most people that I'm seeing the most popular nickname. And I'm going to run a poll. Is the Dynamite Line? So D for Drysaitel, Y for Yamamoto, and N for for Nugent. And it's not a bad nickname. Seems to be very popular with people.
0: Uh, has anybody taken to? Uh what were, what were they call him the uh, Yamamoto the other day, the Honey Badger. <laughs> I saw your tweet. <laughs> Guys are tweeting. Yeah, I heard me. that. Guys are tweeting at me saying, "Bob, he's the
1: Honey Badger." Who is? I'm not so I'm so out of pop culture on some level, Bob. Like was is that Honey Boo Boo the who is no, Honey badger? No,
0: like, no, 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 no. Terran Matthew is the Honey Badger in in, in the NFL. He played it yeah. Oh, okay. he, he, no. he was an undersized uh cornerback that played our safety. Or I think it was a cornerback when he played at LSU. He And he's a, a real hard hitter and competitive player and plays punches way above his weight class, right? And that's kind of okay. what we're... All right, speaking of Yamamoto, uh, Bouchard recalled today. But, I mean, let's face it, David. When the experts looked at the Oilers and you looked at all the guides back in the fall, nobody had Bear doing what he's done all year, and nobody had Yamamoto doing what he's done all eight. The Oilers' developmental
1: system is starting
0: to develop, isn't it?
1: You know, Bob, I think that it's been so long since the Oilers' developments, developments, developmental system excuse me, um, provided any good results, that none of us can really believe it's happening. Like, we haven't seen this kind of uh, rush of really good players from the AHL since 1981-82, since Wichita win. So they said eventually Charlie Huddy, Andy Moe, Don Jackson, Walt Podumny to the NHL. Along with John Muckler, but since then it's been there's been no really really excellent dominant AHL farm team for the Orders, except for this last year's Bakersfield team, who were at a plus sixty goals differential, and you know there's a chance you know the Bear Yamamoto Jones Benson and Bouchard are all really good NHL players, and that's pretty unusual even for a team with that kind of really positive goal differential in the AHL. That would be a really, really good haul for the Oilers. But it's not unexpected. When you look at other teams in the HL that have that kind of goal differential, they usually send about um, three to seven players to the NHL, and about two or three of them are usually pretty good players. So we're seeing what's in line with what other teams have done who have been that good at the HL level. And this is just a real credit to the kind of Gretzky-Shirelli player procurement and to Jay Woodcroft's development in uh, Bakersfield, Now you know, Shirelli, Gretzky get a lot of heat for some of the trades that were made at that time, and deservedly so, but they did a good job. Bob Green as well. They did a really good job um, bringing in young talent.
0: Well, that 2015 draft, I mean, four, five, and six-round picks, Caleb Jones, Ethan Baird, John Marino. Letters uh, couldn't get Marino to sign. He was playing great in Pittsburgh, so three defensemen there. Uh, you know, Edmonton got some criticism for Benson, especially given Alex to break it Chicago. Very embryonic still in his NHL development for Tyler Benson, but he he might bring something. I think it's safe to say we can pencil in Yamamoto here to stay moving forward. What are your expectations on Evan Bouchard?
1: If any? Well, I've been watching. I've been watching him, and he's been playing better all the time. I, th- I know you've been watching him as well now and then in the AHL, and um, I think he's. I don't think he's ready right now. I think he he's gonna. I think he's here for a little short time in this emergency, and he'll go back down. But I think by next year he's going to be ready. He is is an elite offensive player at the AHL level, and I think he'll be very good at the NHL level. He'll he'll instantly probably be the Oilers' best uh, passing defenseman. Uh, His defense has been weak, but his gap control has been getting better, Um, and he's been a little bit more intense covering guys in his own zone. I think his defensive fundamentals have improved as well. So I think he's going to be ready because he's taken a big step from the start of the year.
0: You think he'll be a better passer than Ethan Bear? Ethan Bear is a pretty good
1: passer. Ethan Bear is a fantastic passer, but yeah, I do actually. I think I think Bouchard is just. I mean, it's pretty. You know, Ethan Bear is right near the top of the list, but I, I think Bear I, excuse me. I think Bouchard just just a little bit more um, aggressive and deaf and deft with the passing, and that's saying a lot because Bear's really good at that. But um, and then Bouchard's shot is much better than uh, Bear's, who's got a good shot. So um, I just see him brings more offensive gain.
0: David, what will the mood of the city be like if Edmonton can find a way to get a positive result tonight against Boston?
1: <laughs> well, it's pretty cold out still, although it's warming up. We might start to see the uh, the ice district really start taking off. I mean, I don't think yet we've seen parties around the ice district, but we're we're getting there. You know, the district's getting into shape. And we're going to start to see some real celebrating downtown uh, sooner than later, I hope. I hope you're right, David.
0: All right, how do people uh, follow the cult to hockey?
1: Just uh, just Google it, and you'll find it right away.
0: And your Twitter account? At D. Staples. Thanks, Bob. David, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to talk to you. You bet. That is David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. It's 119 in Edmonton. You already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Make sure you go down, see Uncle Mel, Johnny, Rich, big Red Deer Rebels fan, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction, and they're blowing out their 2019 F150s. We're talking up to 20k off select models. Give Brent Ridge Ford in Wataskota a call. 877 477 3673 or visit brentridge.com. It's one 19- In Edmonton, we'll get to some of your texts coming up in our Ashley Fine Flores text line. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oscar Clefbaum out two to three weeks. One of the six Oilers regulars that were not uh, in the lineup are not available for tonight's game. They all played against Boston back on January 4th when the Oilers beat the Bruins by a score of 4-1. To the Otters now, injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Brendan will do the rest of the NHL. I'll focus on Edmonton. Connor McDavid, back with the team, out with a quad injury, did not take the optional morning skate today. Oscar Clefbaum out with a shoulder injury two to three weeks. James Neal remains week to week with a foot issue. Zach Cassian serving game three of a seven-game suspension tonight. Chris Russell out with concussion protocol. And Joe Kim Nygaard hand surgery. So six regulars out for Edmonton. Boston, uh, Kevin Miller is out. He broke his kneecap twice. Each way, once vertically and once horizontally, people from Boston were telling me. So uh, his career obviously is in jeopardy. Elsewhere around the NHL, with our injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, when accidents happen, go to JamesH.Brown.com, Trent Brown great uh, Edmonton Eskimo safety Jim Brown former hockey player for the Edmonton Oil Kings himself here's Brendan Escott the only other thing I've got for you Bob is that Leafs forward Andreas Janssen had successful knee surgery will miss at least six months recovering from that are uh, people cheering against the Leafs do you think Brendan What, what, what sense do you get I get the sense that people are tired of those shots being thrown early in the season and are taking advantage of a struggling Leafs team and maybe flipping the script a bit here yeah uh you can text us at 780-496-0063 rugged from saskatoon on our ashley fine flores text line bob i think it's got to go without saying the farm system that shirelli helped build for edmonton has made ken holland's job much easier Uh, Another texter says, Bob, I love how the Naysayers focus on dry sidles minus 10. Then so many of them called the minus 14 Ovechkin a top 10 player of all time. Seriously, I love the saltiness. Again, you can text us at (sighs) 780-496-0063. Oilers GM says, the Eastern media are the Houston Astros of hockey. They uh, <laughs> they rob other teams and players of what's rightly theirs. Bob, the new nickname for the uh, Nuge Dry Settle Yamamoto line, the Needy line, N-D-Y, because they are needed to carry us into the playoffs. Wild Bill has texted the show here. I just got to move up. There we go. Where did Wild Bill go? A little bit further. Little. Stauffer. Well, thank you, Wild Bill. You can call me Bob, though. That's okay. The the uh, The lack cap room talk to add a player is interesting. Um, doesn't it make some sense to put Neil on LTIR till the end of the regular season? Allows the team to add a $4 million cap hit while also maintaining their third-round pick. Well, there's still six weeks left in the regular season here. Like, James Neal might be ready to play in, say, two to three weeks. So that gets a little bit tricky. Not a bad suggestion, Wild Bill. Just going to say it. Victor, I want to go to Victor's text right here. Uh, Because it's a lengthy one, and I think I can get it all in. Here we go. The honey badger bob is notorious for its strength, ferocity, uh, and toughness. It is known for savage, uh, savagely and fearlessly attacking almost any other species when escape is impossible, reportedly even repelling much larger predators such as lions and hyenas. Bee stings, porcupine quills, and animal bites rarely penetrate their skin that comes in on the honey badger uh fits yamamoto perfectly says victor absolutely ferocious and i think the honey badger is going to attack and win against the bruins tonight go oilers go from victor who's now victor the predictor i guess is what we're going to go with uh bob dry saddle nugent hopkins and yamamoto how about the leo trio Bob, would you trade Yessa Pogliarvi for Tyler Bertuzzi? That one comes to us from Conrad. Uh, Yes, I would do that deal. Absolutely. Tyler Bertuzzi is a pretty good hockey player. I, I don't see Detroit doing that deal. He's one of their three or four best players in their entire team. 128 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update. John Shannon. NHL insider coming up as well as uh, NHL today for elite promotional marketing from Rogers Place in Ice District. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now
1: with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.